You are listening to the audio portion of the QB Power Hour webinar series. The QB Power Hour is a free bi-weekly webinar series for accounting professionals presented by Michelle Long and Dan DeLong, who are very passionate about the industry, QuickBooks, and apps that integrate with QuickBooks. You can find out all the details about the webinar series at qbpowerhour.com. So without further ado, here's Michelle and Dan. Welcoming you to another QB Power Hour. Today, we're going to be talking about QuickBooks Cash and digital banking with uh, Relay. Um, and it's going to be an interesting, uh, I'm really looking forward to this, this Power Hour uh, because I learned so much about QuickBooks Cash today uh, or, you know, building up to this webinar. Um, and and uh, Yusuf will be joining us from Relay talking about some of the things uh, changing landscape with, uh, with digital banking. Um, and we also have some extra extra guests on top of that. Now, normally, Michelle will be joining us here today, but as you may or may not know, she has come down with, uh, with the COVID and uh, she is recovering. So uh, thankfully, uh, we have friends out there and uh, Matt and Linda are going to be joining us today as uh, substitutes, uh, which will, which speaks to Michelle, takes two people to replace one person. <laughs> Uh, my name is Dan DeLong. I'm the owner of Dan Witt, formerly of Intuit, uh, technical editor for uh, QBO for Dummies, and uh, chief partner uh, or chief content creator at schoolofbookkeeping.com. Uh, so I will hand it on over to Linda to introduce herself. Hey, Linda Artisani. I am the president of Artisani Bookkeeping, and I'm located in Southwest Florida. My niche is working exclusively with attorneys now. And I'm also the co-creator of QB Community Live, a Facebook group where we help other accounting professionals and business owners with issues, uh, problems with their business. And thank you for for joining us today, Linda. It's really appreciating you coming on today in such short notice too. (laughs) And Matt? Dan, we're always willing to jump in anytime we can to help either you or Michelle, of course. So our best wishes go out to Michelle and her family. we, uh, we, we got you back until you come back, of course. So, but I'm Matthew, Matthew Fulham with Parkway Business Solutions, as well as VendorSync, an application that is focused around QuickBooks Desktop. Uh, more importantly, I'm the co-creator of QB Community Live with my partner, Linda Artisani, who already spoke this uh, today. And we built a group that's focused around, you know, accountants, bookkeepers, small business owners, tax professionals that believes in the idea that together we all succeed. So I'm honored to be here on Kiwi Power Hour again. Thank you. This year, you both have come come on twice. And so we couldn't have one of you winning. Um, yes, you could. Twice. We talked about this. <laughs> right. So it's a tie still. <laughs> Hashtag not competitive. All right. And Yusuf West is also joining us. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for having us. And uh, Matthew and Linda, thanks for, for jumping in. Um, obviously, it would be an awesome to have Michelle here. Uh, she's such a big presence um, in, in the accounting community. So uh, my background, I've been working in accounting and kind of bookkeeping uh, kind of software for the past kind of five years. Prior to this, I led marketing at a company called HubDoc. Um, I've just worked with accountants and bookkeepers for a long time and kind of saw the need for better business banking. Um, and that's why we started Relay, which is really banking designed to like enable growth, accelerate collaboration, kind of solve those kind of nasty, hairy problems that you experience with traditional banking. Uh, so excited to dive deeper today. Awesome. Uh, thank you again for, for being here today. Uh, so a little, little details about the QB Power Hour. Um, it's a bi-weekly free webinar series. Um, we have some of the upcoming uh, webinars for the end of the year. We do have some, some days off uh, the fall on holidays, so just kind of keep that in mind. Um, but we're we're here to talk about you know QuickBooks tips, what's new, troubleshooting. So QuickBooks Cash is really going to fall into what's new because, especially for um, for accountants and bookkeepers, uh, a lot of people didn't realize that it, that it actually was out there, and there's a reason uh, for that. And we'll kind of talk about that uh, during during today's uh, webinar. Now we have the PDF of the of the slides. Uh, as well as the recording uh, links and the podcast. So our agenda today is we're really going to have a have a discussion uh, about banking in general because you know cash is king and and this this time of year or this this season of of business it definitely uh, plays a higher uh, higher factor when when we're talking about you know banks. 
Um, and then there's some banking challenges that that we as as accounting professionals and bookkeepers and and practitioners will will have uh, with dealing with the banks in general and and sometimes dealing with your clients and some of the industry changes that we're that we're seeing and and we're going to focus on a couple uh, new banking options uh, for the that changing environment. Uh, QuickBooks Cash and and uh, Yusuf from Relay will will be talking about uh, their solutions as well. So uh, we'll start off with a poll. So again, what version of QuickBooks are you using? I'll just go ahead and answer that, um, whether it's online or desktop or or both. And then while you're answering that question, um, also, if you have a question, uh, please do that in the Q&A section rather than the chat, because sometimes the chat is a little hard to manage. Uh, when it comes to asking questions, uh, but go ahead and put the Q&A in there. That way we can kind of manage that uh, as as the webinar goes on. So it looks like uh, both is uh, is leading. Uh, now, Matt and, and Linda, you guys, uh, Linda, you, you solely use QuickBooks Online, right? Yes, I'm a QBO only uh, accountant. And then in Parkway, Matt, you, you, you will... Both are you're a bother. <laughs> yeah, we primarily use um, online, of course. It's the efficiencies of it, but we we also do work with desktop. We've got a special workflow we utilize uh, when we're using desktop environment, but um, we're a bother. Gotcha. Awesome. So we'll go ahead and... It's the right tool for the right job, right? Right, right. You don't always need to use a hammer <laughs> for your job, you know. Depending on how you use it, you know, a hammer could be a great tool or you could kill somebody. So we'll go ahead and uh, end the poll there and share the results. So, yeah, it looks like uh, we got a lot of mats out there, 69% <laughs> using both. So let's go ahead and move on here. Um, so the banking and, and Matt and Linda, if you want to kind of chime in here, um, banking is really important <laughs> um, when it comes to you know, working with your clients um, and, and reconciliation and, and, and you, I, I would assume you would agree that it's, it's, it's kind of where you as accountants and bookkeepers really live is, is the bank, right? It transformed our industry, if you think about it, right? So for ever since back in the old days of accounting, <laughs> now that we have these, these bank feeds, um, it literally transformed our entire industry. No longer do we have to wait for these paper statements to come around to find out what everything was about, to find out what the check images and all these different things are, are about. Nowadays, we have these bank feeds that can come through, give us the read-only access to transaction, that bank memo. And thanks to things like ACH, but electronic checks, everything else, we now can even get away from those paper checks, which is the pain in everybody accountants rear so mm -hmm. and also don't you think it, it really provides us with like real-time data so if we're working with our client we're able to truly give them like and i don't know about you matthew but i get clients like my bank account says this but my checkbook and quickbook says this and i'm like well you got outstanding checks you write checks and there's outstanding checks and you have to do a little bit of that some people like they live by that bank feed they look at that number and it's like it's their lifeblood they know how much cash is in the bank so um, a lot of that can tally right into, you know, doing advisory services and, and cash flow projections because now you're on top of the books and, and probably not always a month behind like we were a long time ago yeah. without the bank feeds. You're like right on the on the daily transactions that are coming in or happening in the client's file. And the fact that it's so important, but it's so simple, like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of business owners will just kind of look at it as a place to hold their money. Um, but it, but it's, it, it, it's, it's really like the hub of a wheel, um, you know, without that, nothing else happens, you know, you have the money movement, um, but we have, you know, some issues that, that are, that are out there, you know, um, I have a client who has created, uh, a quagmire of transfers to avoid fees <laughs> you know they they do that you know and and it's it's a matter of principle for her she's like they will never pay <laughs> they will never pay a bank fee you know like that is that is their their goal is in in life is to out outwit the bank 
uh, and play by their rules. But it, it does seem like there's so many fees. And, and a lot of times when you do have to contact the bank, it's this, you know, wall of, yeah. well, that's too bad. Customer support, <laughs> right? I mean, so customer support seems to be something that is gone by the wayside. And, uh, you know, it used to be my mom actually used to run banks, ironically. So I remember every time we moved, I would go and sign up my bank, wherever she was that she was managing the bank. And you get to know the people there. And if there was a question or a challenge, you'd reach out to your banker and they would take care of you. I mean, my grandfather yeah. said, you have to know an accountant, a banker, an insurance person, I think was the other one. There's three different ones. But nowadays, like that relationship with the banker, it's, it's gone. They don't know right. who I am. They don't know who anybody else is. And nowhere did that show itself more than with the PPP stuff. People were, you know, people were going to their bank if they were at like, we had some pretty bad stories with, with some of the bigger banks and they were ending up just going to a credit union because they got taken care of, which you find that low with a credit union, but then the bank feed's not as good. But a lot of times we had quite a few clients that went to get their PPP loan. The big bank didn't take care of them. They went to their local credit union. Now everything got moved to another bank because of that. So that's for certain you don't, you lose that flavor. And I am old enough to remember the days where you, the banker knew who you were. You would go in and they would say hello and it was a relationship. And now that's really not around anymore, especially now because of the situation we're in with COVID. You don't know one's even going to the bank anymore. So it was kind of gone and it's kind of sad in one way, but then we had to move on with technology. So Right. And and then when you think about, you know, like 2008, uh, and then if you did have a relationship with your bank, your bank probably changed hands three, four, five times. And then, well, there goes that relationship. So now you got to deal with, you know, calling into a monster, yeah. huge mega bank, as uh, Clark Howard would say. But really how it ends up impacting our business is in one of these three ways. Okay, well, you got to reach out to your to your client, ask them for their statements, um, and they send them via email. Well, that's not really secure. <laughs> uh, or you got to share logins with your with your client, and uh, you know banks have good security for good reason. I mean, I, I my my login was compromised uh, one time, and I do not wish you know fixing that on on anyone. Um, but if you're if you're sharing logins with with your client, uh, well, then you got to, you know, oh, hey, can you give me this uh, MFA code or let me log in or grant me access and uh, dealing with the dealing with that kind of slows you down. Or you got the dreaded orange exclamation point in QuickBooks where the bank feed has now been broken and you need to reconnect, which then leads to the first, you know, back, back to the drawing board of talking with your client. The bane of our existence <laughs> when you log in and then they even into it, even made it easier. So you just kind of go on that one page and you can see, Oh, well, Fargo's having a problem here today or bank of America's it's like, ah, yeah, it, it really is. So here's one of the biggest disconnects, right? So first off, I'm so tired of having to try to explain to clients what we mean by a read-only access accountant's login, number one, right? Especially since if we're going to have an accounting platform that requires the client to be the one to make the connection on the flip side, there's like this conflict of, of ideas of, wait, I can provide you this information this way, but you still need me to log in and do it this way because of new APIs and things. It, it gets very confusing. Don't even mention the word API because you're just lost at that point. But, um, <laughs> right. you know, it, it is. It's the bane of our existence, the multi-factor authentication, MFA. It's important. It's necessary. But we need to have a more, uh, a better way to go about all this stuff. And I think that's actually where Relay is going to come into play later in the episode, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really just how that ends up, you know, it's harder to help your clients, especially at that time when you are, you know, doing your work, now you've, you've been derailed uh, and now you got to wait for something. And, and that just really puts, uh, put, slows your workflow, which then either you have to, you know, pivot to something else or ask, uh, you know, wait for, you know, the, that roadblock to be, to be alleviated. Uh, and then because that has really limited functionality, clients end up being overloaded with third-party tools. 
you know, the bill pay and expense management and getting a statement fetch and, um, you know, all that to solve the problems of what is, uh, what is making things harder for, for just that movement of money, you know, that simple thing, that simple hub. And really, um, because that collaboration is broken, then you end up having that liability uh, for you and your practice, uh, you know, where you're, they, they send a statement via, you know, via email and that gets intercepted or something along those lines, which is uh, a big challenge uh, for, for accounting professionals. So let's um, let's ask another poll here. So is your firm experiencing uh, challenges with any of the below? Uh, so broken bank feeds, uh, retrieving bank statements or obtaining the check images. Um, this is all the water cooler stuff that we end up talking about. Like one time at Bandcamp, um, <laughs> my bank, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. So what, what is what is really a challenge for you, uh, you and your firm? I'm guessing you didn't put all of the above on purpose to truly get a better idea of <laughs> well, which one is the most pain point, right? <laughs> it is multiple selects, so they could check them all. <laughs> um, so there was one question, just as you're doing this poll that came through, um, that was saying that uh, Intuit has seemed, basically Intuit is not putting as much focus towards check numbers in the bank feeds. And I think where this may actually have to do with is ACH checks for some reason for the, they they don't ever seem to capture the check number off an ACH correctly. Um, an ACH where it will have an independent number and have a description, you almost always have to go and put that check number in from the ACH since it's not coming from your checkbook. And my guess is it's probably around that area that that's where you're having issues with uh, the check numbers not showing up. Yeah, maybe uh, Yusuf, maybe you can answer. Uh, answer that with, uh, with with how those things come in through the through the bank feeds through 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 you guys. Absolutely, we can. We'll definitely go through that. Okay, perfect, perfect. All right, so I'm going to close out the poll here and share the results. So yeah, broken bank feeds and managing and sharing logins for the bank. So they kind of go hand in hand. So when the <laughs> when the yeah. bank feed is broken, uh, you need to figure out how to reconnect that, and that usually involves uh, getting getting the login. So um, so we'll we'll be talking a, a little bit about some of these problems that we have, uh, and maybe some solutions. So the way things are are kind of changing. So opening the the, the bank regulation, uh, it's it's really you know support. Uh, globally in in the in the U.S., uh, banks really have to be the drivers of increased data and and portability in 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 integration, um, and and uh, without that push, uh, really incentives are 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 unlikely to be a great motivator. I mean, I I talked to my marketing guy in uh, in in BNI, and he's like, he talks about you know it really takes a lot to. To, to want to change banks, um, you know, it's just like accountants, you know, it's, you, you really have to be annoyed with the bank uh, in order to, in order to want to change the bank. But sometimes, um, you know, that last straw happens and, and that you'll have that, uh, you'll have that uh, conversation. Um, so, and, and uh, this is an interesting uh, fact that we discovered that last year, fifty-five uh, percent of small business owners either changed or added their banks in 2019. So that that con that conversation is actually uh, happening with all of these changes that's happening. And and Yusuf, um, there's really three different kinds of, of of banking. You know, the platform banking that we have listed here, the digital banking, and, and legacy digital. If you could uh, kind of highlight uh, what what those actually are. Absolutely. So just just before we, we dig into that, I kind of want to talk about kind of the, the narrative around switching. I think from like, I don't know, maybe cultural is not, not the right word, but like there's something about when we're asked to switch banks in our DNA that we're like, hold on, like, why should I switch banks? Like, why should I do that? Um, and I think part of that reason is you think about, you know, my experience at Wells Fargo, right? I know my experience at Wells Fargo is at best a six out of 10 right? Like that is you ask people who are happy. They're like, yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm not switching, but it's like a six, 
I, I don't like to live that way. I don't think a lot of people like to live that way, but that's the case. And when they think of switching, they think of switching from Wells to say Bank of America. And what is their confidence level that they're going to go from a six to an eight or a nine out of 10? I think it's very low. Um, and so when we think of like switching being hard, it's hard in the context of like, I've got a poor set of options um, in terms of actually switching <laughs> my experience better. Um, and so what we see uh, is, you know, yes, 55% of small business owners changed or added banking relationships in 2019. The average SMB has 2.64 banking relationships, right? So you think about them having Wells Fargo, they have a credit union, they have a different kind of mishmash of banks. And when we see this type of churn or change across your client base, this is going to occur over the next 12 to 24 months where half or more of your clients are actually going to change their banking relationship. And we don't consider it in the accounting and bookkeeping community that we could actually influence that conversation, make our practice better, make the experience for our clients better. Um, and so that's what's really exciting about this. This is a challenge, certainly for the accounting and bookkeeping community, for all the kind of broken reasons that we, we went through, but it's also such an opportunity uh, to kind of own the narrative and standardize the banking that you're leveraging for your clients. Um, cool. So platform banking. So you have QuickBooks Cash, you have Wave Money. We will see more of these kind of larger platforms offer like banking options. Uh, I would bucket these as like debit card extension kind of bank account products. It'll be very light. It'll be great for like the solopreneur that really just needs a bank account and a card and workflows and collaboration really aren't a core focus uh, for them. Um, for these businesses, these are add-on products um, as opposed to core focuses. Um, think about it as kind of like QuickBooks payroll versus Gusto uh, would, be, would be the comparison. Digital banking, you obviously have Relay, obviously the best option. Um, uh, and then you have, uh, so Relay is built more for like employer businesses or employer SMBs, so two to 100 employees. So we think of it as like banking for teams. Um, great to collaborate between yourself and your clients. North One, Novo, and Lily are more focused on the solopreneur freelancer. So you get you know, a bank account, a card, and really that's kind of the collaboration mechanism. Um, and you're not getting kind of the account and bookkeeper focus that, that we provide uh, at Relay. Uh, and then Legacy Digital Aslo, um, I would say it was actually one of the first digital banks for small business. Um, and they're owned by BBVA uh, out, of, uh, out of Europe. Um, and so they're, again, great for the freelancer, solopreneur, um, and that's really their their uh, their focus. Awesome, especially and, and, the European Union. They actually opened up their banking API. It became something they had to do a couple of years back, where the idea, the access to information, it, it's required out in the European Union, right? So, um, I almost feel like we always talk about as accountants the ability to niche into different industries. Well, here's a new unique niche. Go move your clients to these platforms like Relay and show how much of a difference you can actually make for these clients by utilizing these services. Yeah, yeah Don, Don uh, in the chat put in, a, you know, we're in a small town area and the big banks aren't available. So we like our local banks, they have great service, but unfortunately some of the feed options just aren't available like big banks. So you have that good service with the bank, but then bad connection to, to your QuickBooks. And so they don't have the resources. They care, you know, they, they care unlike the big banks, <laughs> um, but then they don't, they don't have the resources to be able to, to make your, your life as a, as accounting professionals easier. And one yeah. of the things you told me, Dan, was that uh, with the platform banking, which I thought, Oh, cool. Like, like Joseph just said, it's like QuickBooks online payroll. It's inside the product. We can't see QuickBooks Cash as an accountant. Yeah. So they want yeah. the client to do all the back-end work, which that's not good to not see that page, I don't think. I prefer to do the transactions for the clients easier than me going back and fixing what they didn't put in the right category. So I've tried both ways, and I made it like a judgment call many years ago, like, nope, you're not going to do it. I'll do it for you. It's faster, too. So. Yeah, that's, it's interesting. And um, Marcella asked, what's the difference between digital and legacy banking? Yeah, so I'd say they're, they're relatively similar. I, I think more Aslo was the kind of first like pioneer um, that, that really led the way. I think 1% of all business bank accounts in the U.S. are actually opened on Aslo. So some of the things to consider when you have this conversation of 
let's let's add or change our bank. Um, you know, the bank feed reliability, integration, whether it's going to work with QuickBooks or desktop, um, accountant, bookkeeper permissions, security, um, you know, and uh, I actually just went through this actually with Michelle because we, we created, uh, you know, we decided this year we're going to make this official. We're going to make this a, you know, QB Power Hour is going to be a real business and have a real business bank account. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I chose location because right next door is, you know, a Chase Bank. Well, it was a half hour drive for for Michelle to go to the, go to the closest branch and then COVID hit, <laughs> um, you know, and then there were these, you know, that it was just almost impossible for her to get, make it over to the bank <clears throat> to be there. Um, so when when Yusuf uh, reached out, I was like, you, we, we can do all this online uh, and in a half an hour, we had our business bank account set up um, on online, which was which was just a, a it was like the, the clouds finally parted. <laughs> um, and then, you know, other options of, you know, fees and, and account limitations. Do they offer other services like bill pay and those types of things, expense management? Um, these are all things to consider. Uh, when it comes to, you know, changing banks. Um, quickly, so how do I we... remember, I'm sorry, real quick, if I remember correctly, Linda, when you were setting up your bank accounts for your, uh, for the proper trust, you actually set everything up to where when you flew into an event, you had to go to a specific branch to try to get something established because in, in that adventure, you have a different partner in different cities and it was, like it was horrific. To, like navigate all this stuff around to make it happen, right? I, we did, and we both happened to have Bank of America, so Sarah just opened up Bank of America, made tons of sense. And when she opened it, I was in QuickBooks Connect. We met up. She handed me the FedEx envelope, went into the bank. It took a long time, and then we wanted. I wanted to add it to my other accounts, so I'd have all one page. They wiped out all my bill pay. <laughs> Sorry. It was awful, and I still. And then they, and they not only wiped out my bill pay, they also uh, wiped out all my automatic payments, which I didn't find out till like a month later that things weren't paid. So it was pretty bad. They yeah. fixed it all. I have to say, Bank of America did fix it all, but I don't have any relationship with anybody at Bank of America. I used to when I first moved here, but then they closed that. They closed a lot of the places too, so it's you lose that. I mean, totally lose that part of it. So. Yeah, when uh, I mean, there's, there's all these horror stories that you, <laughs> that you could have, um, but when you're you're having this conversation with with your client, this, this are, these are kind of things that you would maybe think about uh, starting that conversation. And Linda, you were saying that you know fees uh, is is an easy way to to start that conversation. You were saying that yesterday, right? Exactly. I mean, I I'll come into like a new client and I'll go through their records and I'll see all these bank fees. And some of them are like $35 a month. And for me, that's an advisory opportunity to go to the client and say, hey, I have another option. Nobody wants to move banks, but it, it can be done fairly easily to shift everything over. And it, usually the client, and you're looking at a lot of money, they don't really, they're happy to try to test the waters with, with um, changing banks to help alleviate the fees because some of those fees can really add up. And if you can find a solution that there's no fees and an online access is really done well, and especially if it's connected well, because a lot of times it's the pain point like they were talking about in the chat with Wells Fargo. Um, had, we've had a lot of issues with Wells Fargo and PNC. And those seem to be two of the very popular ones with the, the law firms. And it's like across the board, I'll have like seven clients where there's a problem and it'll all unhook and then you have to go back and fix it. And I, I did not know, um, I did know that Wells Fargo kind of suspended all accountant access. So now I can't log in and my team's like, Hey, we can't get access. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's an issue. <laughs> and, and Yusuf, so this, the second bullet of, of reframing banking where it's just not a place to store funds, like how would that, uh, what would that look like when in that kind of conversation? Yeah, I think it's it really all comes back to the client experience. Um, and what are you trying to solve for your clients? Uh, like, it can't just be for your practice, right? Um, and so there's a couple of ways that we see firms position a tool like Relay or a digital banking solution. And it's really around uh, a problem set that a client has. 
so as an example, um, Relay's the, the first bank in the world to actually integrate into QuickBooks Online and automatically pull in unpaid bills and you have approval workflows. And so solving those core bill pay challenges are a great way to kind of reframe banking. They're saying it's not just a bank account that you experience traditionally with your Chase or Bank of America, but we can actually use banking to solve the financial visibility that you're struggling to get and solve those cash flow crises that you run into from time to time. Yeah. And, and, and like here at the last part, you know, what, what if you do nothing, you know, <laughs> what, what are the downsides of, of not changing? You know, are things just going to continue? Things are just going to continue, maybe not get better or at least just stay the same. And, and, um, uh, how is that, what is that going to look like? And and that's just a, a conversation that you end up having, you know, during, during your quarterly meetings. So as we talked a little bit about what QuickBooks cash is, we want to kind of give an idea of, of, of really just a, an overview of, of what it is, because it is a solution and a lot of people don't even know that it exists. Uh, so it was one of those kind of like uh, soft launches uh, that, that Intuit uh, came out with, but, the more I learned about it, it is it is a pretty powerful and robust tool, and it does have uh, some some advantages to to actually use. So it is a business bank account. Um, it does carry one percent interest. Um, there is a debit card that you can use to to pay expenses with uh, instant deposits, and we'll talk more about these these uh, these features, uh, you know, in, in a little bit. Um, so you get instant access to to funds. Um, you can use use those funds to bill pay and transfer. And then there's a cash flow planning uh, tool where you can segregate uh, money and into envelopes. So if you have any Dave Ramsey fans out there, you know what an envelope is. Uh, so these are like digital envelopes to help you budget and plan uh, for expenses that are that are upcoming. And with other accounts that are linked. Through your online banking, uh, QuickBooks will actually give you a, a cash flow planner where you can play around with the with the future. Uh, QuickBooks in in general is very good at a rearview mirror telling you where you've been, but very poor at a at a windshield seeing where you're going. Uh, so this is actually one of those tools that actually lets you see where you're going and and play around with that. Hey Dan, real uh, quick so, before I go any further, can we? dive a little bit deeper, try to explain what envelopes are, because this concept mm -hmm. is definitely taking off more. Um, let's, can we go a little bit deeper into what, what an envelope is? Yeah. Uh, an envelope is, um, and I can demonstrate it and I've got a slide on actually on, oh, on okay. the envelope. So, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, instant through. deposits and we'll, and we'll address that. Uh, so, you know, what is instant? Instant means a lot to different people, you know, coffee, you throw it in the water, poof, it's coffee. Uh, Polaroid, you know, sometimes takes uh, a couple minutes to to shake the picture and then it's there. And then Instant Pot, I don't know if you've ever used an Instant Pot, but they are not instant. <laughs> takes like 20 minutes for it to just pressurize, right? Uh, so the way it works is that uh, you set up uh, your QuickBooks Cash account with your QuickBooks payments. So you have to uh, define your QuickBooks Cash bank account as the 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 funding source for QuickBooks payments. So when you send um, uh, you send an invoice and somebody pays you, uh, that's where you know QuickBooks Cash is going to be the funding source. Um, now, instant is thirty minutes or less, um, and, and they're in the available funds. And once they're made available, uh, you can then utilize those funds. Um, there's no fee for this. Um, and it can be scheduled to do instant um, instant uh, deposits uh, and that could be like a day of the week. So if you have uh, if you're using QuickBooks Cash as your funding source for payroll, if you're integrating your payroll in QuickBooks online, you can schedule that instant deposit uh, to be transferred automatically so that you make sure you you, you have the funds available for for payroll. Uh, so what can you do with those available funds? You can do plan. Uh, you know, there's a planner, and we'll talk a little bit about that. You could transfer between uh, your real banks uh, and, and QuickBooks Cash, or you can spend it. Uh, so it is a, a, a legitimate bank with an ACH, you know, routing and an account number. You can use it to pay, uh, to pay, you know, 
auto pays, uh, there is a debit card that comes along with it. Uh, or if you're using the QBO payroll, you can use it as a funding source for, for your payroll as well. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about those transfers and envelopes. So, uh, so <clears throat> you can connect an external bank uh, or the funds are in QuickBooks Cash, uh, and then you can transfer that uh, to, to an envelope, um, which is really just a, a way for you to tell uh, QuickBooks Cash that this money is going to be spent for something. Um, so you're going to set it aside, whether it is for payroll or, uh, or a car payment or, um, or, or just an upcoming, um, you know, an inventory purchase. Uh, you can specify the use for that so that it's separated from your available funds uh, so that your cash flow is is able to be um, more accurately predicted. Um, and then we have a link here for uh, for the Intuit article about the envelope. So we can always go back in there and, and, and review that uh, as we, uh, you know, as we go on. Uh, so let's take a look at what uh, QuickBooks Cash kind of looks like, because again, uh, as an accountant, uh, you don't even see the menu option. <laughs> so, um, easy to apply for. Um, so you'll have this option on the left side uh, called cash flow. Now, you will only see this if you're a, an admin user of, uh, of the QuickBooks company file uh, and then not an accountant. Uh, so if you're invited as the accountant, you won't see this, this cash flow option. Um, and before, if you already had, uh, before yesterday at least, <laughs> uh, before if you had a payments account already, you wouldn't see it either. Uh, so it was only available for new payments, new QuickBooks payments users and non-accountants. Uh, but I did go into my own personal file and that did have a payments account already. And I was, I was able to, to, to establish the, the QuickBooks cash there. So um, that is uh, something new. Uh, so when you apply, um, what you would be doing is applying for a QuickBooks payments account at the same time as QuickBooks Cash. So you just kind of go through the um, the options here of filling uh, filling in, and this is like a demo uh, environment here. Uh, so, Dan, as you're filling this in, what I'm understanding or hearing is you do you would either need a QB payments account first, or you would need to be applying for a QB payments account at the exactly. same time it's not available independent of the QB payments account. Right. And there's fees, uh, because, right? So if somebody pays you with a credit card, you still have fees, right? Right. Okay. Right. So the, 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 the transactional fees uh, for however those are, are, are being paid uh, would, would happen, uh, you know, as, as that's how it's, this is being paid for, you know, the, through the, through the transactional fee. Uh, so you would set up the debit card and then you would accept and then it would immediately go through and, you know, give you an idea of whether you're approved or not. If you had specified multiple owners, because it is a financial, you know, financial institution, you would have to put in uh, that information as well. All right. And then this is what the cash flow center then looks like. Uh, once you have your, your QuickBooks Cash available, you have uh, a way to manage the, the QuickBooks Cash. You can uh, send money to it uh, so you can fund it ahead of time, or uh, you can uh, just let the, uh, the payments that are coming in from your QuickBooks payments fund the QuickBooks Cash as well. So you manage the account. You can see the transactions, um, the debit card. Uh, you can reset the PIN. Uh, right there from uh, from in there, uh, ask for replacement uh, or find an ATM. So um, all point um, uh, all point ATMs, which are pretty pretty standard for a lot of these uh, these types of banks, uh, you can use those uh, transaction uh, free. I think you get four withdrawals uh, without a fee, but uh, once you have passed the fourth one using ATM, there's a, there's a small fee for that. Um, then we go back here. One of the questions we've been asked, and I'm interested to learn about for, you know, both scenarios is how do you handle cash? So if you have cash, if customers are giving you cash, you need to deposit cash. What do you do? Is there a right. place you go to? Do you go to an all point or 
uh, such. So especially with relay, I'd love to hear how they would, how they would handle that. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a good point. Cause yeah, uh, I, can, with... I can address it quickly if that's, if that'd be helpful. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sure. So, so basically what we recommend, uh, when you're starting out with one of these, these digital banking solutions, whether it's QB cash or relay, um, really position it as a complement to the existing banking. Like even if you did want to do a full switch, you probably wouldn't do it overnight. Um, and in the case of like cash heavy businesses, like we have subway franchises, restaurants, bars, whatever using Relay, they typically keep a local financial institution so they can deposit the cash quite easily and they just move the money across. In our case, it takes one business day for those funds to clear. Um, looks like it might take a little bit longer with QB Cash, but I'm sure they'll they'll tighten up those timelines pretty quickly. Um, so you would basically use them in conjunction and keep QB Cash or Relay as the main operating account. Okay. So, um, and just to clarify, to, to bring the point home for everybody that's watching, what I heard with that is you would still use a different bank for cash transactions. Cash would go in that way. You would then fund the, that cash into your other account, such as Relay, which could then be used for whatever you need to use it for. And the benefit of doing that is going to be the reduction of different fees and such that you would have to pay otherwise by making payments out to everybody else. So you end up saving money that way also. Is that correct? Yeah, plus like financial visibility, basically. Perfect. Thank you. Awesome. So don't be confused by the by the term QuickBooks Cash of actually using cash with QuickBooks Cash. <laughs> um, so let's uh, talk a little bit about and show a little, the, the envelope. So this is the transferring of funds. Um, so you would specify an amount, where it's coming from. You can choose your available QuickBooks, uh, QuickBooks Cash account or linked accounts that are uh, that are set up, uh, you know, for the traditional uh, traditional banks, um, and then where it's going to. So in this case, uh, they, they use the example of employee payroll, and then uh, once that is uh, finished, uh, it will instantly. Uh, well, it'll take some time, three to five business days, for the actual money to come from Chase to into QuickBooks Cash to be allocated for the payroll envelope. Uh, but if this was coming from the, uh, the QuickBooks cash, that would be just immediately available. And then that would then show up in as, as an envelope. Uh, so as money comes in through QuickBooks cash through payments, you can make those transfers so that uh, what it will ultimately do uh, is allow you to, to plan um, and then down here at the bottom is where you have your other linked accounts, uh, so to the traditional banks uh, as well. So on the planner side of things, uh, this is where QuickBooks will actually be able to start to predict what your cash flow situation uh, would actually look like. Uh, so it'll, it'll show you the combined uh, balance of all of your linked accounts. Uh, and then in the future, uh, you can push that out uh, you know, by three or 12 months. Uh, so that you can see that window. Um, and then down here at the bottom, we'll have things that happened in the past uh, as well as upcoming. Uh, so again, with all these things linked with your, uh, with your bank feed, uh, QuickBooks will then snout and they'll start to be able to give you some predictions uh, based on what, the, what that QuickBooks uh, or what, what your cash flow situation is actually going to look like out in the future. And, and you can somebody, add in. I'm sorry. Go ahead. If somebody signed up for QuickBooks Cash, where would they find it in their file? Like they got an invite, they filled it out, and they can't find it. Where Where is it actually located? It's in the left navigation bar, right? Under yeah. the business view? Yeah, under that uh, cash, cash flow. flow. You'll have so it's not under banking option. at all? Um, well, you'll... You know, um, I'll actually have to look at that while while yeah. Yusuf is talking in my file. I was actually where it would show up. It should be in the banking section as well. Uh, but it, as far as the, the QuickBooks cash piece of it, I'll, I'll take a look at that. I'm just curious um, because I figured I know it's business view specific because it's the client that has see, sees it and we don't see it. So I'm wondering right. if maybe the login to might be causing it if they logged in as the accountant and then navigated to their file that way. They won't be able to see it. They have to log in as the actual business owner on the account that they added it to, I would assume. Yeah. And, um, and you, any um, uh, admin user or the master admin will be able to see it. Uh, they only the person who signed up for it will be able to transfer funds. Um, and then you can play around with new events um, so that you can see and, and uh, uh, see what, 
what what the cash flow situation would, would look like as hypotheticals, and then you can uh, play around with those. Uh, so that really is um, a quick overview of, of QuickBooks Cash. Um, who is it for? Really, freelancers and solopreneurs, business owners who want to you know burn the burn the candle at both ends. They want to do it all. Um, and then we have a, a, a link there for the, the QuickBooks Cash FAQs. Uh, so as you have questions about that, uh, you can review that. Um, and this is why it's so difficult for accountants uh, to be able to help people with QuickBooks Cash because you don't even see it on the mat, on the navigation uh, bar on the left side. So it'll be under the, the cash flow. If we switch the view, I'm wondering if we switch, can you have the ability to toggle to the yeah. business view? I wonder if we can see it that way or maybe. Not. Yeah, that might be a good, uh, good thing to try. Yeah. Uh, but let's, let's ask the, the third poll question here. Uh, what is your, has been your exposure uh, to, to QuickBooks cash? Uh, didn't even know it existed. I saw it, but never really looked into it. Um, a client asked me about it. I hate those those conversations when the client asks you about something and you're looking at them like, what do you mean QuickBooks Cash? And while you guys are answering, I'm going to stop sharing uh, so that uh, Yusuf can uh, pick up from here. Are there any other uh, uh, questions that uh, that you guys saw in the, in the Q&A? Somebody um, asked somebody- if- if the vendors is like bill.com when you're paying a vendor, is it similar to like a bill.com when you pay out a QuickBooks cash as a bill payment? From what, from what I saw, it's, it's really just a matter of using the debit card or the ACH and then paying the vendor that way. Um, I did see, you know, uh, bill pay, but I, I'm, I'm not sure if that, that, um, terminology of bill pay, like we would think bill.com where you initiate the bill payment, from uh, from within QuickBooks would actually uh, send the actual money. You would go in to you know pay them with the debit card or the ACH. Yeah. And then, yeah. So um, it's probably going to be a feature that that gets built out, uh, mm-hmm. but may not be right right available well, just just yet. Bill.com has got an association as a premier app with QuickBooks. So I don't right. think we're going to be doing that level of <laughs> it because that's really for like a mid-market firm that needs all the approvals and all that. So I would right. think that you're not going to see that because they've got it in place with Bill.com. A couple of people asked about whether credit cards are credit cards are not QuickBooks Cash is simply a QuickBooks and same thing with Relay, right? Joseph, it's just it's a bank account. It's not a credit card. Somebody was asking about, well, if you have that, then you, you know, you won't you be in a mortgage. You're not going to get mortgage or loans from that as well. Right. Uh, that's accurate. Uh, yeah. so. Let me share, uh, share the results real quick. I saw it, uh, but never really looked into it. It was, uh, was top on the list, uh, <laughs> right up there with, I didn't even know it existed. So definitely, um, it's out good, of sight uh, is out of mind, right? I mean, I have to be honest, <laughs> I never really looked into it because in all my client files, I never saw it there. So I, I kind of thought it was something that was released, but you're talked about, but never released. So, um, but I think Relay is going, something tells me a third party actually doing <laughs> this is going to provide a more focused direction towards it. So I'm really interested to see what Relay is offering uh, so we can look at it for our clients and, hey, Linda, I think we're going to get a relay account, by the way. Hey, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> awesome. Good. Cool. So go ahead, uh, Yusuf. Go ahead and uh, take it from here. Perfect. Okay. I'm I'm going to kind of speed through things. So I apologize if I'm going a little quickly. I'm just sensitive to, to time. Um, so basically, short story, worked at HubDoc for like four and a half years, saw all the pain points about bank statements, bank feeds all of the kind of you know hairiness that's involved, MFA codes, sharing bank logins, all of it, seen way too many notepads with clients' bank logins on it. Uh, I still suppress those memories or wake up in a hot sweat uh, in the middle of the night. Um, and so we started Relay basically with the view that the only way you can actually solve these problems is by being the business bank account. What if your bank account was deeply integrated into the core systems your business relies on? Could you increase financial visibility? Could you increase small business success? Um, and could we do it with the lovely accounting and bookkeeping community uh, that I've worked with kind of over, over the years? And so Relay is business banking that makes bookkeeping easy. Um, three things that people love about Relay. One is you can actually collaborate on your banking securely. Um, so you actually get your own partner portal. Like I saw a million questions about, can I actually access this as the accountant about QB Cash? 
Relay, you can access it. It's all really easy, really straightforward. Two, you can automate all your bills in minutes from anywhere. So we deep integration QBO, automatically pulling out paid bills. You have approval workflows. It is pretty awesome. And then three, you can increase visibility into business spending. So not only do you get one business debit card, you can have up to 50 with Relay. So it's really built as that kind of uh, QuickBooks cash on, on steroids. Uh, type type of approach and really built for those businesses that are wanting to grow and scale and collaborate not only internally but also externally. Um, our wonderful friend uh, Blake Oliver of the Cloud Accounting Podcast, when he heard about our integration with accounting platforms and how we automatically pull in unpaid bills, uh, by the way, the Cloud Accounting Podcast actually runs on Relay. Um, They're like, this is how it should be. Banking should be there should be a symbiotic relationship between banking and accounting. They should be connected, um, and this is really the future. So a quick comparison, uh, one of our team, he's like, man, you know, we, we can't just say they don't have it. We have to put like something to show that it's there some of the time uh, for the traditional financial institutions. I don't know if that's clear that it's a half check mark, but that is the intention. Um, so with Relay, you can open up to 20 checking accounts. You get no account fees, no minimum balances, no overdraft fees. You can pay vendors by ACH and check. You can also pay them by a domestic wire and international wire for a small fee. Uh, you can manage team spending, issue dozens of cards instantly, just as I just mentioned. You can do everything either from your phone or from a web application. So we have a mobile app for iPhone and Android, as well as a very full featured uh, desktop application. Um, and our NPS score, like our net promoter score is like an 82, uh, which is very much industry leading. Uh, people love the product, which is great. And so this is really what the small business owner gets from a core like banking perspective. For accounting and bookkeeping firms, you get your own account and bookkeeper portal, similar to QBOA. You get direct bank feeds into QuickBooks Online and Zero. So we're one of eight banks in the US that actually has a direct bank feed. So there's no screen scraping, there's no dealing with MFA codes, there's none of that stuff. It's just software talking to other software, super reliable, super easy. You can provision staff access instantly and control their level of access, whether they just need read-only access or they need kind of bill pay kind of functionality. There's audit trails baked in. It's all super slick. It's super thoughtful in the way it's designed. And you can access statements. You get enriched transaction data. We have by far the best bank feed in North America, uh, if not the world, because uh, we actually spend that time to standardize merchant names, provide category information, and pass that across into QBO. Um, and last but certainly not least, uh, you can actually automate bill pay uh, through our integration with QBO uh, with approval workflows all baked in. And reconciliation is so dead easy because we're actually the bank fees. And I'll talk about kind of how, how that works. All right. I'm just ripping through this. I hope I'm not going to. You're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> can I rip you with a couple questions? Or uh, actually, I'll wait until you're done with the rip through because you're doing great. And then we'll see if the answers to the questions still exist. Perfect. All right. So. Um, comparing us to QuickBooks Cash, we think Intuit entering the space is actually really wonderful, to be perfectly honest. I think some people might be like, oh, that sounds scary. I think it's great. Um, I think the, the pie will only grow. Um, so a couple things. Yes, Relay is FDIC insured up to 250 k We can talk about our banking relationship, but that's, that's the case, just like it is for QuickBooks Cash. You have a direct bank feed into QuickBooks Online, both for Relay and QuickBooks. Um, as we talked about, account and access not yet available on QuickBooks Cash. You have to assume that they're going to get there. Um, given how important the, the accounting and bookkeeping community is uh, to Intuit. Um, you get multiple checking accounts, multiple debit cards uh, with Relay. So, as I said, up to 20 checking accounts. You can have up to 50 uh, Relay, either physical cards or, or virtual debit cards. Um, and collaboration is really dead easy with Relay. And you know, automating bill pay is obviously a core focus. Um, the things that we don't have that, it, that QuickBooks Cash is they offer a savings account with 1% interest. Um, and they also offer instant deposit with Intuit Merchant Services. The nice thing with Relay is that we integrate into every merchant service uh, available, um, as well as you can just link up to Gusto or QuickBooks Payroll all really easily. Um, and uh, it's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, and, and that's really what um, what these things kind of feed into when they're when they're Intuit branded services. The integration piece is really where. Uh, we're, we're into excels of those type things, but you got to use everything in the wheelhouse. And so, and when you're outside of that, that's where, that's where relay comes in handy. Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's the core piece, right? It's, it's very much that your small business owners that you're working with um, are using multiple solutions, multiple services. 
Um, and it's unlikely that they're actually solely using Intuit solutions. Um, and that's why, you know, a solution like Gusto is, is so prevalent is because of kind of how fragmented SMB is in terms of what solutions are used. So I'm going to do like the, the 120 second demo here. Oh my God. I don't think I've ever done it that fast before. Um, we will see how this so goes. There is so much, there is so much to show. And if you can stay, you know, a little longer, you know, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, you know, stay with us and, and, and understand other folks need to maybe drop off. Uh, but we are going to have this, uh, you know, be available on the on the YouTube channel uh, for replay. So and re for with relays replay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sweet. So so as I mentioned, it's really banking designed for growing businesses. Uh, you can collaborate with user permissions. You can manage all your bills from your bank account, and you can manage your business spending. It's all FDIC insured, up to two hundred fifty k. Uh, relays cards are Mastercards, so you get Mastercard zero liability policy. So if there's ever an unauthorized charge. We actually like provide you with provisional credit, you know, kind of go to war for you uh, to get your dispute won. Um, it's all it's all really good uh, and cool. So this is the Relay Partner Portal. Um, we are collectively Skylar Hunting of South Boston Bookkeeping. We see a lot of firms sign up for Relay and test it out uh, for their own firm. They kind of do the the guinea pig test as as we all kind of know it. Um, you can sign up online inside of ten minutes. No paperwork, no branch, no people all really easy. Here you can see your client's account. So you've logged in with your own login. You can even set up 2FA for yourself uh, and manage it yourself. Uh, but you, through your own login, have access to your client's accounts. Uh, you can invite clients into Relay. So I might have jane at business.com. Um, what we see more and more firms do is they, like you know, on the note of differentiating and delivering extraordinary service for your clients, they actually have a lot of these documents that are required to set up the bank account. Um, available. And so they're like, you know what, I'm going to do most of the setup on behalf of Jane. And so, you know, us as Skylar, they use like an email alias like this um, at southbostonbooks.com. And that just kicks out an email to their normal Skylar at South Boston uh, email address, um, but it enables them to go through the registration process on behalf of their clients. It's really easy, really slick, and our support team is fantastic. So if you ever have any questions, uh, we can we can support you there. Two, uh, you can manage staff access from inside your partner portal. So you don't have to like share one login or do anything like that. I can have, uh, you know, Sean McGuire here, who's our assistant bookkeeper. Uh, we can see he has access to one client. And so he's got access to Henry's Hat Hut, read-only access, but let's get him working on a second client. So let's set him up with Stacy's stationery. We can give him read-only access if he just needs to see like transactions and statements and all that stuff. Um, and then uh, we can also set him up to be a bill payer. The nice thing here is because you have those approval workflows, he can only pay bills that have been approved. Uh, and two, uh, anytime someone touches money inside a Relay account, there's always an audit trail attached. Even if it's just a transfer between you know Relay checking account A and Relay checking account B, you can see that it was Sean that initiated that transaction. Cool. So that is the partner portal. We've kind of covered a lot of the challenges around access to financial information, direct bank feeds into QuickBooks Online, actually having your own login and this user permission model so you can manage access with your staff. Um, now let's actually click into a small business account. So this is the small business view. So we have our balance and you know, having covered kind of that access issue, let's talk about quality of information. So we talked about you know, checks being deposited and then them coming through as check one, two, three, four inside of QuickBooks Online. And you got to ping the client. You got to ask these questions. Maybe you have to get banking access. Do all this work just to see the information that you know is there, right? They cleared the check. Uh, <laughs> they have this, right? Um, and so you actually get the payer's name, the amount, the date, who deposited it, an image of the check, as well as any notes or memos. We pass all of this information through the QBO bank feed minus the check image itself, but you can easily access it here. Um, finally, thank you. Finally, finally, <laughs> finally, thank you. That is never, I've never understood why that is not available. Thank you. That's amazing, by the way. <laughs> and, and like the nice thing with Relay is you can deposit from your phone. You don't have to leave your kitchen table to deposit a check. You can deposit yeah. up to $40,000 per day. Um, so you're not really limited by traditional kind of banking options. And if you're a bigger business, you're like, Hey, $40,000 a day is not enough for me. Come and talk to us. We have, you know, kind of available options where we can better serve your business and increase those limits, uh, in, in certain cases. Can you do IOLTA accounts someday, please? Yeah, we get a lot of requests for that. I think that would yes. be awesome. 
Yeah. <laughs> what if you have multiple check deposits? Do you deposit each check individually to get that detail or is it, how does that work? Yeah, it would be individual check deposits. Okay, that's um, fine. Yeah. Do you integrate with desktop, QuickBooks desktop? Uh, we don't, but you can export CSV and OFX files. This is Studio the biggest files. selling feature right here. I <laughs> got the screen. <laughs> I got to tell you. Oh, you just want a lot of Linda, point Linda you're have. drooling. I know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, we're, we're kind of firing off these questions to you just because, I mean, obviously we've got this point where it's like, wow, you've just reached the pinnacle and everybody loves it. It's amazing. So everybody go, be sure to go check out uh, Relay. It's RelayFI.com is the website, if I remember correctly, right? Yep. Um, and then, so with um, the other question has to do with depositing, I believe you just answered it. So we've got checks coming in, no problem there. It goes directly to it. One of the best questions I've seen here is what are the limitations with Relay that you hope to solve in the near future? Um, so I think the, the biggest limitation would be that it's like a debit card uh, as opposed to, to a credit card. If you're looking for a credit solution, Relay probably like just for the card functionality uh, might not be the best option. We do have a lot of business owners that use us with their Amex or Chase card or whatever because it's core banking, right? And maybe they want to automate AP as the, the core focus for themselves. Um, so I'd say that's probably the biggest limitation. But they could actually have those cards and arrange payments to those cards out of Relay, which means they would, in a sense, have the benefit of it for having a cycled account, right? Automatic too, payments. That'd yeah. be perfect. You, yeah, somebody you asked can, why you, you have a... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> and you can have multiple debit cards and have spending limits on those debit cards. Yeah. So that's another way to actually, um, you know, control uh, expenses like for individual, individual people. Divi card, you know, you could use Divi card and refund it. Um, uh, what was the uh, what was the other question? Somebody, why would why did why the forty thousand limit, which I think is really generous compared to some banks that you still have to ask. It's just that's a number that you guys picked. Yeah, yeah I, I I wish it was just the number we picked. Um, so I think it's more that you know when you work with a Wells or a you know Bank of America, it's a five ten thousand dollar a day limit, right? Mm -hmm. and perhaps it's five ten thousand dollars a month, candidly. Um, so we chose 40,000 because we saw that we had customers that were depositing kind of around that figure. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're now seeing even larger customers who are wanting to deposit hundred K or 150 K at a time. Um, and so we're now kind of adjusting okay. to uh, like service for those businesses. Um, we do those kind of larger check deposits on a kind of case by case basis, um, in terms of making that available, because, you know, when we looked at uh, QuickBooks Cash, you saw that when they pulled in funds from your Chase account, Bank of America, it takes three to five business days. Yeah. We clear in one business day for deposited checks. We clear in one business day for kind of pulling those funds across from your external account. Um, and that's basically us just being really good at kind of managing fraud around this stuff. Yeah. And that's why, that's why it's, it's kind of 40,000, but we're, we're trying to manage it up. So Matthew, when we get that account, you just make sure it's 40,000 or less that you put in it. <laughs> you got it. I mean, well, so, and it makes sense that if you've got something that's FI, FIDC, FDIC, FDIC <laughs> insured of 250K, exactly. you can't do deposits of like $200,000 and still expect that insurance aspect of it, right? There, there's going to be a give and a take to that aspect, to that, to that relationship. So, I mean, it's pretty common throughout institutions. Um, the other question people are asking a lot, of course, are fees. And I believe we're looking at it on the screen here at the moment, but I do, it's an important question. So if you can address fees to people real quickly, please. Of course. Yeah. So you can have up to 20 checking accounts with Relay. So these are all separate checking accounts. You can create new ones just on the fly. It's really so dead easy. You name it, choose who should have permission to access it and click create. And it's a real account number and routing number. There's no envelopes. There's no notion of kind of like this you know, theoretical or synthetic kind of separate accounts. You can actually have separate accounts. Like these all have their own account number and routing number. Um, and it's no account fees, no minimum balances, no overdraft fees. Um, the only thing you'll be charged for from like a core banking perspective is domestic wires outgoing are $10, international wires outgoing are $50. And that's it. Beautiful. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, I know we've got a lot more questions. I'm sorry we can't get through all of them without keeping everybody here all day. But where is the best place for everybody to reach you, of course, right? And more importantly. Yeah, so um, in the chat, I put in the, uh, the blog entry that we'll have in the landing page for, uh, for, for, the re for today's webinar. 
Uh, so once it's available there, uh, you, you'll be able to rewatch that. And, and the, any, um, any option as far as the uh, being able to, to access the webinar handouts or the QuickBooks Cash FAQs or ways to reach out to Relay directly uh, are all available there. Uh, so I wanted to launch the last, uh, the last poll of, um, you know, how do you want to learn more today about Relay? Um, and, you know, you got your options there. Praise be, how do I get started? You know, <laughs> um, I've got more questions. I need a demo, those types of things. So uh, go ahead and answer that, uh, answer that poll question. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Did we have any other uh, stand, outstanding questions that you wanted to uh, ask for, of Yusuf while he's here? Uh, good question. Do each of those accounts connect to QBO bank feed? So if you have 20 different accounts, what does that look like when it's coming into QBO? Yep. So you'd have 20 separate checking accounts, basically, connecting to QBO. Is it available in Canada where you are? Or UK? Uh, no, we're hoping a Q. <gasps> I know. Different banking system. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. So only U.S. at this point? Exactly. Yeah. And we got Sue said, I already opened up my account. Thank you, Sue. Amazing. I'm going to want, I want one now too, after seeing that check. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> every client, let's go. <laughs> um, security was too, this was a question that was asked multiple times. So uh, quickly explain security for yours in comparison to traditional banks, please. Sure. Uh, so we do um, third party like independent security audits. Uh, and penetration testing uh, once a quarter. Um, and then three, um, you have real two-factor authentication. So you use Google Authenticator, LastPass. So it creates a one-time password every 30 seconds. And then also we track all like session activity. And by the way, 30 seconds is as a second factor of authentication. Um, so you once we see your device and recognize it, and you're like, hey, remember me for 30 days, we don't bug you. Um, it's all really easy and clean. And then we have uh, a log of everyone who has logged in at any time and where they have logged in. And that's actually available to you um, inside of your settings. Uh, so you can actually see session activity. Any referral links? Uh, absolutely. Those will be shared in uh, the chat. Um, if not, we will follow up uh, with you. Absolutely. And they're, they're all on the, uh, on the landing page there for you with, with, the, with the webinar replay um, on the QB Power Hour website. So, Yusuf, I, I really want to thank you for, for coming on today uh, and Linda and Matt for, for, for joining us uh, today and having this discussion about something that is so important for, uh, for people in our industry um, and, and how Relay can, can solve a lot of those headaches and challenges that, that we have. Um, so we do give um, Michelle our best. Uh, we're always thinking of her. Um, and uh, we will see you next time on the Power Hour. Thank you. Thank Enjoy you. That. We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group. You can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com.